because we have a shortage in people that are willing to put in the effort that are willing to put in these decades of going through the greenhouse every day uh, and taking care of the plants so i think there is a great great potential for ai and division there and i think that there is already very good solutions out there as well and companies who are daily working on it and improving on that today we're talking about vertical farming what technologies are behind it why is it useful all around the world and how is ai helping future farmers who have basically no experience or maybe even no knowledge how does ai help them become very successful stay tuned to find out in the Quality Leaders podcast, I discuss challenges and innovation in quality assurance in manufacturing. What keeps the industry experts awake at night? Where's the innovation? What are the technologies behind it? And what role does artificial intelligence play in all this? Hello, everybody, and welcome at the Quality Leaders podcast. Today, we have the nice guest, uh, Thea from Vertical Farming. Thank you, Thea. Thank you for joining us. Thea is the project and partnership manager there. Nice to have you. Thank you for the invite, Maxime. It's a pleasure to be here. So, yeah, as the previous podcast, today I have about eight questions for you, Thea. So I hope you're ready. Um, maybe to start off with a nice question. What's the number one thing you wish AI could do for you in your personal life? Um, very good question. Uh, surprise question as well. So I think AI has a lot of potential. And I mean, I think with ChatGPT going online recently, we've all been a little bit disrupted in our daily lives and people felt a little bit overwhelmed by what's possible. Uh, so I think it's a really fun tool to play around with, but I think it also offers, AI offers a lot of opportunities for us to save time, be more efficient, to prioritize tasks. So I'm still, uh, for me, for instance, right now, figuring out uh, how can I improve my daily tasks, maybe with the help of AI. Um, there's a bunch of applications coming up right now uh, that help with that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see how, how it can actually be useful. Exactly. I think ChatGPT is the most recent one that, yeah, everybody I talk to seems to be aware of. So indeed, technology is definitely moving into that direction to helping people, to making life more quality, eh? to give it a higher quality. So it's a nice one. Thank you. So to actually go on to the real questions now, why did you actually get into the food industry? Um. I mean, I'd say the answer is quite simple for that. So I've been always been a foodie by heart. I've always been interested to know where our food is coming from and also how can we bring the best quality on the plate. Um, and during my time as a pastry chef, I discovered vertical farming because one of the star chefs in Berlin was partnering with the Plant Cube. And shortly after that, I think InFarm became quite large so with all the vertical farm uh they looked like little fridges at the time we, we always called them the fridge like vertical farm systems uh, in supermarkets so it really brought something to the consumer uh which made me really excited to to figure out more how is how is this possible and we also even had the first um it's called vertical farm to fork restaurant in berlin 
uh, which was really nice to go to. So they grew all their lettuces themselves, a bunch of greens. And then you had kind of like a salad bar there uh, with really high-end produce. So so that's something that really, um, yeah, got me excited for vertical farming and to know even more about the supply chains and uh, all these things. I can imagine, indeed, being in such a, yeah, such a densely populated city, yet having a farm really next to the restaurant or even at the restaurant. I can imagine that really sparkles the imagination of what more is possible, especially if you're indeed a foodie into pastries. Uh, so maybe tell us more about why everybody should look into vertical farming then. Yeah, good question. Um, I think vertical farming is a super exciting industry to be in right now. Uh, we can deliver high quality produce to a range of people. And I think what's so exciting is that we can have really targeted um, uh, produce. So, so targeting for, uh, for instance, micronutrient deficiencies, which I think is very interesting. So you can grow produce that has certain micronutrients that can then help you with your dietary requirements. But what also I think is very, very valuable is that it can not only deliver high quality produce for the food industry, but also for the pharmaceutical industry uh, or for the cosmetic industry. So if you look at the extraction of oils or um, other things, and what is, I, I think within the media, we always also see vertical farming, the lettuce farm, but it's also the production of mushrooms uh, or insects. So there's really, the diversity is just super exciting and uh, vertical farming can offer a lot of different solutions for a lot of different problems. And that also is another aspect of the beauty of vertical farming, that it offers an immense diversity for job profiles. So depending what part of the supply chain you want to be involved in, uh, you can be involved in uh, seed breeding, plant science, engineering, food safety is a really important aspect as well. Uh, software and IT, AI, what you already mentioned, but also obviously the, the other parts like marketing, finance, business development. So it really depends if you're working for a technology provider or if you're working for a vertical farm grower. Um, I'm, I'm sure like everyone can even be part of this uh, exciting industry, which, which I think is great. Pretty cool. Yeah, I hear you say several items that really got my attention here. You've, uh, yeah, you've mentioned, of course, interesting new job opportunities, but also mm -hmm. scalability. So you can scale uh, yeah, globally because it's like a yeah, vertical farm. It's like you don't even need rural area. You don't need, don't, uh, yeah, you don't need anything else than that. Huh? So, and then also, of course, interesting new high quality job opportunities. So very interesting, maybe because it, yeah, you, you mentioned that you've been into vertical farming for quite some time. How have you seen it evolve over the past few years? So I think not even over the past few years, but vertical farming started a few decades ago, I would say. And then depending where you look at, it's coming from Asia, from Japan, especially where you don't have a lot of arable land, so you have to go vertically to produce food for the amount uh, of people that are living yeah. there. Um, but then if we look into Europe and uh, North America, I think it really started around the 
late 80s, 90s with the first trials, with the first experiments. And it was a lot about proving the concept. So can we do, first of all, can we even grow a plant indoors? Yes, we can. And then the next step was, okay, how can we actually optimize these processes to make it a profitable business model? Uh, so right now, I would say if we're really past the stage of first movers and we're going into uh, in institutionalization and slowly, slowly gaining critical mass. Um, but yeah, overall, I think we've seen fantastic improvements in um, the technology and uh, how the technologies could actually enable farms to produce more on a smaller footprint. And with, I mean, I think with the mindset of capitalism, you know, we always strive to become more sustainable because that means that we need less input and make our production processes cheaper. So uh, I think I think we've seen tremendous progress and a lot of farms um, that are, for instance, seed to harvest automated and don't need human labor anymore, those kind of things. And um, yeah, the hardware, I think, is slowly reaching its peak of efficiency, but there's still a lot to be done to make overall processes more efficient and increase yield with uh, plant recipes. Yeah, it's true. There's a limit to what you can do physically. And then, of course, there comes optimization through technology. And I think that trend is happening very fast now today. So you mentioned it before. I want AI to make my life easier. And eh? we have ChatGPT already the first articles popping up, how people's work is improved. Now, you mentioned something there. And it's, it's quite, yeah, it's relevant for my next question. Eh? You mentioned capitalism, making everything maybe cheaper. I might get worried about quality. So maybe you can tell us, yeah, how do you see indeed vertical farming impacting food quality, food prices? Yeah, good question. Um, uh, I would say maybe, maybe actually coming with a counter question here, uh, that would be, can vertical farm produce prove to provide a stable sales price while the cost of conventional produce will go up because we're facing all these um weather challenges and, and extreme weather changes uh, where we see that conventional produce is actually going up in price. So we can see that some vertical farmers here in, in Europe, they actually made uh, contracts with their energy providers because you turn your weakness into an opportunity. So if you know what your inputs are and you know that one of the highest uh, costs are the, the the energy prices, then it only makes sense to, of course, make long-term contracts there and then be able to have a stable price in the end. Um, and in terms of quality, I think that vertical farming really has a lot of potential because by nature, vertical farming is a local concept. So you would always harvest very, very close to the point of consumption. Uh, which has um, the the which has the benefit of uh, longer shelf lives at consumer level, and if you receive the product fresher, well, obviously it has a better flavor. Obviously, the nutrient content is higher, um, and all these kind of um, benefits. So, so I think uh, quality for sure has, has is very high 
at consumer level uh, and the impact on price. Well, it really depends a lot on what's happening around the world. But we also have to see that, especially the energy crisis, is something that a lot of industries are facing right now. So it's not just on the vertical farming industry to have a solution for this problem. Okay, well, yeah. Indeed, indeed, it's all about stability and, and forecasting. And if you can get the most variables out of the equation, you can indeed have a very stable offering and stable pricing, stable quality. Indeed, if you don't have to take into account extreme weather changes, which indeed we've seen globally only yeah, being more intense and intense. So thank you. Good answer. Hey, maybe, okay, enough about promotion. Maybe there's something you can tell us about the main challenges about vertical farming. Um, Sure, sure. Um, I I think there's definitely challenges in the vertical farming industry today. And there's, I mean, a lot of industries are having major challenges right now. And with vertical farming still being declared as an infant industry, I think that definitely there is a lack of standards. Um, so, for instance, we always hear about the largest vertical farm that's being built right now. But we rarely hear about the most efficient vertical farm. And so my question would be, what does a large farm even mean? Then? Does this mean growing area? Um, does this mean production output? Production output. Sometimes you hear so-and-so many kilos or pounds, but then you actually never hear, is this per year, per month, per week? <laughs> I mean, great that you have this much output, but there is definitely a lack of um, common use units, I would say. So really the whole industry agreeing on certain units um, and certain uh, yeah, standards to how to convey their messages, how to convey their achievements. Um, which I think uh, is, is, is a point that a lot of uh, farms and technology providers should work on because you also have to think about the whole supply chain. And when we talk about certificates, um, other industries need to receive certain units uh, to provide your certificate for retail, for um, sustainable certificate, all these certifications, certificates the kids that are out there, right? So it's important that you deliver uh, your data in a certain manner that it's being understood by other stakeholders. Uh, and yep. then another big challenge, I would say, is the acceptance on political side. So if you look at, again, Europe and North America, it's really considered really agriculture. It's considered innovation and um, technology. But vertical farmers are providing food for the communities, for the cities. So definitely vertical farming needs to get that, um, how to say, that acceptance. It should, it should be accepted by the, by the politics to be part of the food supply chain and to be part of agriculture and therefore also get subsidies. Yeah, so I, I actually hear that there's quite some roadmap ahead of you for the association of vertical farming. So you probably really know what to do the next few months, years. And so you had indeed something about standardization. Maybe you can try to squeeze in how you see AI and computer vision 
and vertical farming. How do you see that equation? Because you mentioned earlier eh, that the hardware is really reaching to its limits. So now it will come to technology. You want standardization. How do you see all of that coming mm -hmm. together? Well, I think maybe not in terms of standardization, but definitely I see AI and computer vision uh, as a big help and support in this domain. So I think that computer vision is a great solution to improve your growing processes. So it will take the pressure of the farmers um, because now you have to imagine that the, the head growers or farmers, they walk through these massive greenhouses and they detect the pests or diseases. Um, and then if we want to produce more food on a lower footprint because we have a growing population. So it, we have to produce more. And software solutions are there to detect these problems before the human eye would even um, see it. And therefore, it can enable the farmer to have the most consistent and predictable produce as possible. So another point would be that when I talk to a range of experts in the field, I see that the specific plant knowledge that is needed to detect all these uh, potential problems uh, is a result of decades of growing plants. So these people are really, really dedicated in what they're doing. But again, with the growing population and our need to produce more with less, uh, it's important to capture this knowledge somewhere and to apply it on a larger scale. Because we have a shortage in people that are willing to put in the effort, that are willing to put in these decades of going through the greenhouse every day uh, and taking care of the plants. So I think there is a great, great potential for AI and computer division there. And I think that there is already very good solutions out there as well and companies who are daily working on it and improving on that. Yeah, so to actually make a short resume of what I understood you saying is that indeed AI, computer vision, would not only help the farmers scale and scale their production because indeed AI assists at growing and monitoring. It would also reduce human intervention, which indeed could invoke maybe certain diseases when they enter these vertical farms. Manual labor is expensive. So obviously in that perspective, it would also, I imagine, reduce the cost. And so yeah, in, in, in this regard, I would understand myself. It has some sort of yeah, standardization of quality, of quality inspection, yeah, scaling all of the knowledge that indeed takes time for people to learn. So it sounds like um, yeah, you foresee not only a challenging roadmap with yeah, standardizing maybe metrics, standardizing legislation, yeah, how, do we, how do we scale it through technology? So interesting roadmap. So I'll make sure to follow you. On, uh, on LinkedIn for more information in the near future. But those were all the questions I had for you today, Thea. Thank, Thank you, Rixim. And if I could just add one last point, uh, is that I think we all need to be very patient right now because we cannot forget that we're actually creating a very new supply chain. So not only with vertical farming, but new f food systems in total, um, we're trying to create new infrastructures and this would just take time, simply. And I think I'm, I'm not good at being patient myself, but I think it's something that we all have to be aware of. And, and yeah, 
show that. <laughs> thank you, Maxim. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for these insights. It's been very interesting and you certainly got me more excited. Oh, that's really great. For yeah. Thanks, okay. Maxim. That's it, folks. Hope you liked it. If you did follow the RoboVision page, follow my page. Leave us a like, of course, or a comment. If there's anything you'd like me to talk about quality related, leave it in the comments and we'll be for sure considering it. Take care.